guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, health nutrition, brain performance coach, and just someone with a lot of passion to for helping you guys to learn how to use nutrition, lifestyle, and different hacks and tools to feel, look, and do your absolute best. Guys, today is definitely about feeling better. Have you found yourself ever in this situation where it was hard for you to relax and to just be happy? I definitely did find myself in that situation quite a few times in my life. And especially when I started to dig deeper into nutrition for a happy, healthy brain, I realized what I was doing wrong and how I could do better. And now I can say that, yeah, bad things happen. You know, you don't always win. There is stress in life. But I learned how to manage it, what kind of foods and lifestyle and behavior choices to to make happen in my life. So I don't stay in that stress state, number one, and I can let go, relax, and stay happy for the course or for the course of the majority of my time. So if you find your, if you find that it is difficult for you to relax, to stay happy, like a lot of my high performance clients, business owners, entrepreneurs, they want to do their best. They want to achieve, right? And they're pretty good at it. But very often, one of their very lacking, very weak skills is inability to let go and relax and switch off and truly switch off and let it all go like there is no work existing. And again, I can totally relate to that. I understand how it feels when you just can't let go, you know, from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed and you have so many racing thoughts in your head about what's happening, like the next step, whether you're going to succeed or not, um, you know, different troubleshooting. I can definitely relate to that. And I realized again that I've been driving certain stress molecules, hormones in my body and in my brain. And those are the ones that didn't allow me to relax and just be happy. So what am I talking today about? I'm talking about cortisol. Cortisol is one of the major stress molecules that is produced in our brain and in our body. Actually, most of the cells and systems in our body have cortisol receptors, meaning that Cortisol as a molecule, as a chemical, can affect a lot of systems, can affect a lot of um, functions in our body. Let me share with you something that I'm reading for you from BeBrainFit.com website um, that is founded, that is created by um, two professionals that work into in nutrition and psychiatry and neuroscience in the intersection of that of those fields. So cortisol, chronically elevated cortisol has implications on a lot of mental and physical health aspects. So cortisol, high cortisol can contribute to things like diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, heart disease, digestive disorders, infertility, chronic fatigue syndromes, thyroid disorders, immune system disorders, osteoporosis, um, and um, 
a lot of mental issues like anxiety, brain fog, uh, concentration problems, dementia, depression, insomnia, memory loss, mood swings, schizophrenia. A high level of cortisol in the brain actually kills brain cells by literally stimulating them to death. Cortisol, guys, it's a molecular signal in our body, in our brain, that something stressful is happening, that we got to put all of our resources, our energy, and that's why, you know, high blood sugar, for example, um, is uh, related to cortisol, because cortisol basically tells our body, our brain again, that we're in danger, we need to release resources like blood sugar to maintain high level of activity, and we need to figure shit out, we need to stay very active and very alert, and it stimulates brain cells literally to death, like, you know, with a lot of uh, dopamine also, it can stimulate dopamine receptors to death, and then you'll find it very hard to gain pleasure or make yourself motivated to do things without additional um, stimulation of the dopamine by different activities that really like, boost by many folds your dopamine. So, um, high level of cortisol can kill brain cells. It also reduces the number of new brain cells created by decreasing the production of brain-derived neurotropic factor, or BDNF, a protein that stimulates new, new brain formation. So long story short, cortisol makes you more stupid over the course of long-term exposure. So if your cortisol levels are constantly elevated because you feel stressed and you don't know how to manage it and because you might be contributing that with your lifestyle and nutrition choices that we're going to talk about in a moment. So when that cortisol is elevated, it kills your brain cells. It doesn't allow the brain to create new brain cells. And it puts on alarm every single system in your body and makes them work double shifts. And when it's going on continuously without stop, that's where the problems happen. And because in our modern lifestyle, a lot of people do engage in behaviors and eating practices um, that increase perceived stress in your body, in your brain. So elevated cortisol is really a problem. How to reduce cortisol with food. So yeah, let's start with some foods that you can add into your meal plan uh, that is not related to any diet that due to their uh, compounds can help you to bring your cortisol levels down. So some drinks, black tea, chamomile tea, um, green tea especially, Dark chocolate, but of course the dark chocolate, the darkest, like the less sugar, the better. Things like fatty fish or garlic or olive oil or turmeric. Foods with prebiotic fibers, fibers that have been shown to uh, feed our gut microbiome, especially in a, like, in a very nourishing way. These are the foods, the fibers that our gut bacteria especially love, and it helps to develop those gut bacteria that seem to lower our cortisol levels. So those foods are very specific. Just yesterday, I actually ate, I think at least three of them, no, four. So foods with prebiotic fibers, asparagus, bananas, barley, beans, cashews, fennel, garlic, jicama. You know, in Mexico, it's one of the most popular root vegetables. It's kind of, you can eat it raw, 
You can eat it cooked. I don't really like it, but it seems to have a lot of prebiotic fibers. Need to look into that. Leeks, lentils, mustard greens, onions, tomatoes. So yesterday I ate, for example, onions, tomatoes, asparagus, and bananas. And for my green tea, I every day consume matcha powder, actually. More as a supplement. Not I, I don't make tea out of it. I just consume it. Um, as a powder every morning. Uh, then again, we have dark chocolate, cacao powder, and cacao nips that act as prebiotics. So dark chocolate actually is a prebiotic. Um, lastly, you know, drink a lot of water. Dehydration, even mild dehydration, increases cortisol levels. And a lot of people don't, don't really hydrate that well. They like drink water and, and some weird drinks, but nowhere near enough what their body, their brain needs. And dehydration can contribute to anything from, again, increased cortisol levels to anxiety to different uh, mental disorders and worries and just feeling stressed and on edge. Also, one of the worst habits of our society that contributes a lot to um, elevated cortisol levels is eating a lot of sugar. Specifically, I'm talking processed sugars, of course. Things you'd find in breakfast cereals or different donuts, cookies and croissants, all of these things. Sugar, release of sugar really fast actually uh, makes your cortisol also spike. I believe that's because when cortisol is released because we feel that there is some stressor, whether physical or mental, cortisol is released and cortisol causes elevated blood sugar because um, when we are stressed, it's a signal of the body that we need resources to fight that stressor. Again, maybe we need to run from a lion. And so a lot of blood sugar is released with cortisol. And it seems like there is a loop that goes the other way too, when there is a lot of blood sugar released for one reason or the other. Cortisol goes up. Um, there might be a reason for that because, for example, when we exercise, you know, our blood sugar is released and cortisol is automatically elevated uh, at that point acutely because we're probably running from something, right? There must be a stressor. Exercise is actually a mild stressor, mild if you don't overdo it. And it increases stress for the moment, but then makes you more stress resilient after the exercise is over and you are recovering. So exercise does cause uh, elevated cortisol, but, you know, sharply, acutely, and then it goes away in a good scenario with that blood sugar elevated. So it seems that when you just elevate blood sugar with foods, specifically, you know, refined carbohydrates like white flour and sugary stuff does that really well. It seems like your cortisol also spikes with that and stays elevated for quite some time. Um, it it says that sugar triggers a boost of stress hormones that can last up to five hours. So again, you eat that donut or sugary cereal for breakfast, and that's why you might be feeling anxious and all over the place. Plus, if you combine that with caffeine, and a lot of people, that would also raise cortisol levels. Funnily enough, if you can, if you combine your caffeine from coffee or wherever you get your caffeine, maybe it's a, some energy drink. If you combine that with L-theanine and other compounds found in green tea, like again, I in the morning consume coffee, 
And then I also consume one eighth or one fourth of a teaspoon of matcha green tea powder. So when they're combined, it seems that your cortisol doesn't really go that high at all from consuming that caffeine. So green tea or green tea powder contains about one quarter the caffeine of coffee, and it also contains two unique relaxing compounds, alpha-theanine and AGCG, that counteracts the cortisol-increasing tendency of caffeine. Plus, uh, compounds in green tea uh, increase the relaxation neurotransmitter GABA that makes you feel more relaxed. Um, all of these compounds also found in black tea, but obviously in black tea you also have a little bit more caffeine. There are also some supplements that can help you to decrease cortisol levels in your systems. And most of those supplements, they don't have sedative or stimulating effect. They are uh, adaptogens, meaning they work in your body like thermostats. When something is too high, they lower it. When something is too low, they bring it up. The most um, famous ones and the ones well, the one that seems to work the best in a lot of people is ashwagandha. Um, a lot of researchers and specialists on the effect of ashwagandha, they recommend to cycle it. So not consuming it all the time to manage your cortisol, but consuming it for some time, let's say for months, and then taking the months off during which you engage in behaviors that help you to manage your cortisol ways in other ways. There are other um, adaptogens that seem to be working well with um, lowering cortisol levels, things like arctic root, bacopa, ginkgo, ginseng, holy basil. Those things you usually can find in a lot of smart drugs and in a lot of um, healthier energy drinks. What else? There are some other supplements that I personally actually taking, I'm, but there is a whole bunch of them. Alpha GPC, I'm taking a huge fan of it. Fan of it. It's uh, helps with memory, with attention, and a lot of other things uh, in the body, but especially, you know, again, great for learning, for memory, for attention. And it also seems to lower cortisol levels. And I'm also taking it in the morning. So maybe my, that's why my coffee never really makes me feel any different, like on edge or stress, because I'm taking my green tea powder, I'm taking my alpha GPC, uh, curcumin or turmeric also has cortisol lowering effect. I eat my turmeric every day with my dinner. Fish oil, I'm taking that and eating that in fatty fish. And then we have L-theanine, again, the one that is found in green tea, but you can also take it as a supplement. Magnesium, prebiotic supplements, probiotic supplements, vitamin C and zinc, all are important for reducing your cortisol levels. Again, uh, it seems that a good idea if you go for supplements to start with ashwagandha and try it for a month, see how it does for you. Um, exercise helps to reduce your cortisol level overall, but here again, you don't want to be exercising too much, uh, too little, I don't know if there is such a thing. You know, anything is better than nothing. Um, but with exercise, yeah, don't run marathons. After exercise, you should feel energized, not wasted and wiped out. And that's how you know that you didn't overdo it. And also you should feel kind of relaxed and chill after exercise, not stressed and all over the place and anxious. Sleep. 
Sleep is the major factor in your cortisol levels. Even one night of like six hours sleep will increase your cortisol levels by somewhere around like 80%. That's going to stay high for the almost the entire day. The next day, also keeping your blood sugar quite high. So sleep, guys, I definitely notice it. When I have a little bit more sleep, I allow myself to stay in bed for a little bit longer, like 30 minutes more. I'm so much more chilled and relaxed, and that makes that adds a whole another level of quality of happiness to my day. Power napping naps also help to reduce your cor- your cortisol at the same time, helping your brain to stay sharp and focused and happy better than coffee. So, twenty minute nap. Um, somewhere between the hours of 12 to 3 p.m. is really a good idea to increase your cognitive power and also to lower your cortisol levels. Then, of course, we have things like meditation or breathing exercises. When you breathe out twice as long or longer as you breathe in, um, in many studies and research, they consistently show to reduce your cortisol levels. Um, I usually meditate twice, twice a day and I do my breathing practice um, at least once a day, but usually it's a couple of times a day. Like during my day, you know, whenever I feel like my mental state is not where it needs to be, like I'm either too stimulated or I'm a little bit sleepier, I use breathing and different meditation to address that. And they work all the time. And that's why they have probably the most research confirming their effectiveness as tools to change your mental and cognitive state. Again, meditation um, specifically increases feel-good hormones like serotonin, GABA, endorphins, and lower your cortisol. Breathing is also powerful for your cortisol levels. Um, music is also very helpful to lower your cortisol levels. Choose something, you know, you enjoy something more chill, not some hard drug that might actually increase your cortisol levels. Monitor your thoughts. Thoughts are very powerful when it comes to your mental state and increasing or reducing your stress levels. If you are constantly talking to yourself in a negative way, guess what, guys? You are increasing that cortisol. You are increasing your stress levels. So try to teach yourself to look always on the bright side of things. Like today, it's raining cats and dogs. And my mind is quite trained at this point. And what ha- what thoughts have I been having? I'm like, that's refreshing, very cool, because uh, I live in Mexico and it's been quite hot for the majority of time. So when it's raining, it's like, yeah, I got all wet, but it's kind of fun walking in that mess and you get all fresh and uh, you're figuring out your way home and it's kind of like a game. And then also when it's raining, I find myself being much more productive. My brain just works better. It's always been the case uh, in the rain. So... That's the things I'm thinking about. And I started singing even in the morning. I love rain, you know. Uh, Some people say, well, you know, it's gloomy, it's cloudy. I think having mental, having positive and optimistic mental attitude is definitely a skill, guys. I haven't always been that way. So train yourself. It also decreases your cortisol levels. What else do we have? Uh, Breathing, I mentioned... Essential oils, smelling things that you find pleasant that are natural, not some, you know, toxic blends of 
some chemicals. Actually, very good for your cortisol levels. My personal favorites are uh, things like lavanda, uh, lavender, that's how you pronounce it in English-speaking world, um, lavender, vanilla, ylang-ylang, tangerine. Those are some of the essential oils that uh, orange also I love, and they always make me feel good, and uh, it's been, they've been shown to lower your cortisol levels. Creative expression, doing something creative also helps you to lower your cortisol uh, level, spending time in nature, connecting with others, um, connecting with animals, spending time with animals, all of that changes your cortisol levels. And you know what cortisol levels, lower cortisol levels are also good for? Um, if you work with a team of people or you have relationships, it actually increases trust, collaboration, um, and innovation, because only when you are relaxed and kind of optimistic with lower stress hormones circulating in your body and in your brain, only then you can trust, you can connect, you can collaborate, you are looking for win-win scenarios, and you are more likely to innovate and start something new, something potentially, uh, something that cannot work. Only then, only when you're able to relax and not feeling stress on a biochemical level and cognitively, only then, again, you can trust, you can collaborate. And so if you feel like your team might be liking that, well, maybe it's time to work on your lifestyle. And once people are aware that their lifestyle choices and behaviors can cause increased stress levels in their body, they usually are much more likely to change, especially if you give people tools and you together develop skills that help people to manage their stress levels, to reduce cortisol levels, and to feel more relaxed and happy. Uh, if you'd like to work on those skills with your team, if you'd like me to facilitate that, because it takes work, it's uh, you know skill development, it takes professional help of uh, to organize the processes and talk in a certain way um, and models to people so they accept the change and want to engage in certain behavior. So shoot me an email, Angela at brainbreakthroughcoach.com. But um, today, if you are finding it often difficult to relax and to stay happy, first of all, start eating sugar, especially combined with caffeine, going to shoot your cortisol through the roof, sleep well, those are my top recommendations. Then, of course, eat a lot, a lot of foods with fibers and colors and your fatty fish and your uh, foods, fermented foods with a lot of prebiotics, dark chocolate with not a lot of sugar at all, um, green tea or green tea powder, black tea if you like that, chamomile tea, uh, fatty fish or fish oil if you don't eat fish that much. Don't forget to take your supplements as we need uh, adequate amount of magnesium and zinc and vitamin C and overall balanced nutrition profile. Uh, and then, of course, meditate, uh, engage in breathing practice, connect with others, with nature, with animals. All of these things will help you to reduce your cortisol levels when done consistently. But guys, again, want to emphasize, don't shoot yourself in the food. Don't eat your sugary stuff, even if it's all natural, uh, with caffeine. Don't do that if you are experiencing higher stress levels and you find it difficult to stay relaxed and open and collaborative and happy. 
That's it for today, guys. All about cortisol levels. If you have any questions, if you need more details on something that you've heard on the podcast, please reach out. Uh, I'm going to help you to practice better anything, any tool that you've learned about on this podcast. If you'd like to work with your team or yourself on certain practices and habits that have been proven and shown to reduce your cortisol levels, also please do let me know. Um, As a coach, that's exactly what I do. I help you to develop habits that help you to uh, be in and manage different positive and negative mental states. And that's it for today, guys. Share this episode with someone who you believe needs to hear that. Implement. Choose one, two things to implement and do them consistently. And as usual, till next time, eat better daily.